Welcome to episode eight, the final episode of the Ultimate Sci-Fi Show Tournament. We've uh, done eight weeks of nonstop excitement here for uh, picking picking characters that make what may be the greatest sci-fi show of all time. <laughs> How's that? That was pretty good opening. A great opening. I, you. You're overselling the show, but uh, a great opening. <laughs> you mean these these little 10-minute episodes? I'm overselling them? I I truly wonder if you, even you will like the show that has been made. <laughs> no, it's pr- probably true. Um, well, so to do a real quick recap, and I won't take long, uh, what we've been doing is going through the past several uh, seasons of this podcast and picking characters based on sort of uh, character trope groupings and picking characters that we think could make a fun sci-fi show. Is that a good way of uh, explaining it, Luke? No, I phased out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, close enough. So what we're doing this week is is the final episode, um, which, Luke, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you, and it's it's basically a last-minute adjustment, if you would like. And so what you might oh, have wait, noticed— Oh, as you teased last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as you— <laughs> Yeah, what a tease. The big twist. Um, <laughs> so uh, as you probably noticed from the first seven episodes, all the characters were for our, from our first th- uh, three seasons because we're currently recording our fourth season. Um, but what I did was I never I pulled... agreed to calling them seasons, but we'll continue. <laughs> well, what do we call them? Series? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Years? I like um, to think it never ends. It's just an ongoing slog through eternity. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first three years. How about that? The shows we watched. And uh, so what I've done is I've pulled characters from this season up to the point we've watched so far. And there's three things you can do, which uh, if you are... Not terribly happy with the weird show we've put together so far. And what I'll say is, what you can do is, you can pick a character that you don't want in the show, and you can choose a show from this season, and I will list the characters from the show, and you have to replace it with one of those characters. If you make that choice, you have to, you have to change the character. Mm. So if you go like, I don't want whoever anymore, I want to change to someone from Kolchak, you have to take someone from Kolchak. You can also just do a quick switch. You can say, I don't like my white male lead anymore, so I'm going to give you the new category of white male lead. But again, you have to choose one of those characters if you make the choice. Or third, you can just change a category and go, this category doesn't work anymore. I want to use one of those categories we discarded previously. Interesting. And again, if you choose that new category, you have to choose one of the characters in it. Now, yes, the, one, the one narrow thing is that it's only season four or the ones we've most recently watched. So these are much, much smaller categories. So your options are much, much more narrow. Right, right. So everything, for the listener, everything, everything, uh, Martian Chronicles and Prior, right? That's what I'm choosing from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just to situate you where we are as we record this. Yeah. Should we we mention all the characters you have again? Sure. You want me to go through them all? Yeah. Why don't you, you tell me who you picked? All right. Well, so far I have, I have got them all written down this week. I've got Lucy Chang from Codename Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's your female lead. I've got Dr. Angela Marsh from Ultraviolet. Mm-hmm. Vincent Kanofsky from Sleepwalkers. Mm-hmm. I have Commodore Ross from Space Bomb Beyond. Mm-hmm. I have Blackie from Nightmare Cafe. <laughs> I have the Super Scouts from Battlestar, or no, not Battlestar, or just Galactica 1980. There's no Battlestar Galactica involved. Galactica 1980, yeah. And uh, finally, I have Jinjin from Earthbound, the Green Monkey. Yeah, yeah, he was your wild card. He's my wild card. 
So I, you know, what, Jordan, having listened to your possible twists, mm-hmm. I'm going to change one of. I'm going to change my big boss. Give me the big bosses I can swap out. So that's Commodore Ross from Space Above Beyond was my previous big boss. I'm interested. So you in would like to change boss. to any of the new series one of their big one of the new big bosses? I am. I am hesitant to get rid of him but let's 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 switch to a big let's switch a big boss just so i don't do nothing i want to do something okay. with this wild card okay so the more more recent big boss characters there's four and one of these now will join your show you have captain eg boyd from auto man remember auto man oh yeah of course i remember that i remember mr boyd captain boyd he's always angry at wally he never wants to give him a never wants to give him a good case we have uh fan favorite tony vincenzo from kolchak Always, always a good choice. Uh, here's a pretty lame one. Timothy Dugan from Dick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if he gets punched. I don't think he does. I think he's one of Nick Fury's buddies. And finally, and I know you're going to love it, Richard Tate, Outcasts. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> That's it. You got to choose one of these now. Uh, I regret not keeping Commodore Ross, I guess. I know. I think he probably was better. Well, given those choices... Let me just say, Luke, if you had just switched to the villain c- category, you could have had the Diablero from uh, Coljack. <laughs> <laughs> or Cursor. You could have had Cursor. All, all, all these amazing options. What, what category was Cursor in? Wildcard. Wildcard. I am going to go with... Oh, it's a hard one, Jordan. It's a hard yeah. one. Like, do you know what your show is going to be? I do. I do. So I already know what it's going to be. I'm trying to figure out who fits in best. Mm-hmm. We can say right off the bat, it's not going to be Timothy Dugan from Nick Fury. Yeah, we know it's not Timothy Dugan. We definitely yeah. know it's not the guy from Outcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Captain Boyd. Captain Boyd. Wow, I didn't Man. think you'd do that. Captain Boyd. Who would have thought uh, Auto Man would make an appearance on this? So it's a miracle of all of all of all of all miracles. What's funny is it's neither Wally nor Auto Man. Honestly, I preferred Captain Boyd of all the characters, so I, that's why I started leaning <laughs> toward him. He's a real classic uh, police captain. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's changed that one category. Now I've listed all the characters. What is this show going to be now that you've had all these weird, disparate people bouncing around? I mean, here's my biggest problem. I don't have a title for this show yet, so maybe we'll come up with one as we work okay. on this. But I, I do know what this show is, and I just uh, want to talk about it. I'm going to say, first off, all the series involved in this are canon within the series that I'm creating. So all of these shows are now canon together. So it's all one shared universe. It's all one shared universe now. These all now are exist in the same universe based uh, within the series I've created. Mm-hmm. So now, is does this take place in the future? Is there something happening that all these people have gotten together? It, this takes place. It's contemporary. It's a contemporary mm-hmm. show. So this all takes place. I, I guess whatever year this is, twenty twenty two. Depending when you listen, it's that whatever year you're listening. Oh man, I hope someone's not listening to this in like twenty twenty six. But essentially, what it is is a a t. There, uh, all of these people from these shows. Uh, these these people anyway. Lucy Chang, because because she's like this martial arts expert and like. She's also like kind of I forgot about this till I was writing this up, but she kind of said that like spooky precog thing. Like she can kind of like, do you remember this? Like she, when a bullet shot, she can dodge it. Like she yeah. has kind of this like precognition sort of ability. Mm-hmm. She was similar to that guy from um, uh, the the Inhumans. 
Yes, the, yeah, that's true. That's true. And she was on the uh, Hong Kong Special Forces. So at some point, as Hong Kong was uh, absorbed back into China, I believe she was recruited by a secret uh, non-governmental agency. That's what this is going to be. Everyone's working mm. for like a a a, a gov- like a non-governmental secret agency, sort of uh, very agents of Shield, I guess, in that way. Mm-hmm. Same with that Dr. Angela Mars, of course, from Ultraviolet. You know, she was working for that Vatican special vampire force. She was also absorbed out of that uh, that that organization. A larger umbrella com- umbrella company that's sort of like just picking other agencies. Exactly. Like, and same with you know Vince Kanofsky as well. She was part of that sleep clinic, but mm. it had ties to the U.S. government. So that's how he that's how he was able to be recruited from this. So the three of them have been sort of brought into this organization. And they're all sort of working to, uh, I guess, this organization. I'm, I'm very much ripping off a popular, a popular internet. Um, uh, what, what is it? It's, it's a collaborative writing project called uh, uh, SCP: Secure, Contain, Protect. Like I'm ripping it off wholeheartedly. I never even heard of that before. Essentially, what it is is they'll all be working for an organization who goes out into the world to, uh, to stop and collect uh, any sort of supernatural entities or like oddball mm. things that are happening in the world. And so every episode will have like a monster of the week where they have to go out and like capture or contain or uh, do something to stop some sort of weird thing that's uh, affecting the general public, you know, in that sort of X-Files-y kind of way. Can I ask uh, that in one episode there's a special guest star? Of course. It'd be Dr. Molly Ann Caffrey from Threshold because they need someone to think about all the possible scenarios. Oh, that's she would have been good. She would have been great on the team. Maybe maybe she's working on it. Like it's a large organization. Maybe she's on that team somewhere else. She can drop by for an episode or two. Mm-hmm. We'll like bring her in in like the third season to replace Doctor Marsh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and of course, they're all working under uh, their their direct boss. Of course, is Captain Boyd from Automan. He's now about ninety years old, uh, and maybe we'll come up with a reason <laughs> something spooky happened to him. Uh, maybe Automan infected him, so he, now he like he lives much longer as a result of some computer virus Automan gave him. Mm, pretty good. He'll never go in the field. He'll just be a very old man who just yells at them. He's like he's not like a big boss. He's like their direct superior. <laughs> Luke, he should be directly hooked up to the Automan computer. Oh, maybe that's... He can't, he, he can't live without it. He's just hooked up. He's in he, the Automan computer. Automan's dead. He's no longer alive in this world, but they've used the computer to, like, keep him alive indefinitely. Exactly. Um, he's that integral to the missions. And then, of course, we've got a few other characters. So the, this is where they come into this. So this is the team we're going to follow on day-to-day, but they're also going to be working with a few of these, these entities who the organization has captured over the course of these years. One of them, of course, being Blackie from Nightmare Cafe. At some point, Blackie was uh, was contained by the organization and kind of lives in the vaults that he is in. But, you know, he plays kind of a, I think for the purposes of our show, he's a bit of a puckish Q-style character. Mm-hmm. Always doing some weird things. And, you know, he can, he's can he been captured, but he can be coerced into helping them uh, because, you know, he's bored, he's looking for things to do, and, like, he's very overpowered. So he maybe only comes up, like, once an episode where they bring him in to, like, do something crazy. Right, right. Um, but yeah, they're so like, we're stuck. What are we gonna do? I guess we'll have to go down to the vault and bring out Blackie. Black, we're gonna need like Blackie's always there to like cause some chaos for them. He he helps, but does he really? Who's to say? And they and they, he's he's making meals, and they they take off the top of the dish, and like a, a worm comes exactly. out. Exactly, he he brings that sort of like chaos factor. Like they mm. know what they're getting with him, but like you know, sometimes you need to bring out the big guns. <laughs> And then, of course, we have the Super Scouts, which uh, in the in the world of the show, uh, at some time, sometime in the 80s, they were found living in the woods by themselves um, <laughs> because uh, they're, they're at, at some point pre pre the show, mid 80s, uh, Troy Dillon and I believe her name is Jamie Hamilton. They mm-hmm. all went back in time at some point and they never they all died. They never came back. So those Super Scouts have been living for a decade by themselves in the woods. 
Right. You now, did all of them make it or did a few of them eat each other? No, no. They're all – here's the thing. The the organization sometime in the 80s found this group of super scouts, these kids who can jump too high. They've taken them. They've put them into these containers. They're keeping, they're, you know, they're keeping track of them. And these super scouts are used on this team as uh, cannon fodder. Because no matter how many super scouts you kill, there are always more super scouts. There, they seem to be an endless supply of super scouts. Right, right. There's an indeterminate number of them. So we always have a child who's on the team who can do something very dangerous. Like they're used for dangerous missions and often die on those missions because they're they're completely expendable. It's like the sequel to Marathon Man. <laughs> Which one's Marathon Man? The one with Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, yeah. There was uh, <laughs> we'll cut this out. The uh, great book, great movie, but he wrote a sequel, and it's not good. And it's uh, it's about these like children who are used as like little. Uh, I think they might be bombs or something. Anyways, it's really dumb. It's amazingly dumb sequel. <laughs> Don't read it, anyone. I'm shocked you've read this book. <laughs> anyway. And then, of course, there are third, like, supernatural creator that was picked up. At some point, the org- the organization captured Jinjin, the green chimpanzee. Um, and he is also uh, relatively uh, – he's more of a mascot for the for the team. He hangs around. But don't forget, J- Jordan, Jinjin has psychic powers. He can, like, levitate a banana and bring him over. So occasionally Jinjin's going to be helpful. Does he have – a psychic power don't you remember in earthbound there's that uh, scene where jinjin the monkey levitates a banana flies it around the room and then like brings it to himself mm, classic jinjin you don't remember this at all um i i remember the kid doing a little cross-eyed thing when something flew by him i remember that um but yeah that's i think that's the show you've got a got a core group of scientist heroes who have to go out and like find these like weird and maybe maybe they're all all the weird things maybe maybe you're right maybe uh, one of uh kolchak's things still on the loose they got to go capture it bring it in contain it but that's i think every episode a little bit of a monster of the week these characters running around trying to stop them and then having these side supernatural characters uh, lend them a hand as required you know what it's not the worst show i've ever heard it's not the best show you've ever heard but it's it's okay i'll be honest i'm surprised at how cohesive this is <laughs> i've had a few weeks to think about it yeah, I mean, it, there, there's a little bit of, um, do you remember the, uh, uh, do you remember, I think we talked about it once before, remember that cartoon where it brought everyone's favorite, like, video game Nintendo characters together? Sorry? There was, like, a cartoon back in the 80s, and it had, like, a Transylvania character, and, uh, uh, oh, what was it called? The only one I remember is the cartoon all-stars fight drugs. <laughs> I In my memory, they're the same thing, but they're not. It was, like, Captain Nintendo or something like that. <laughs> Did you make this up? Is this is no, this no, only no. something you remember? Captain N, the Game Master, it's called. Hmm. Anyways. It was full of Nintendo characters, you say. Why is this stuff in my head? I don't know. Uh so it had characters from uh Princess Lena from uh What is who's Princess Lena? I don't know. It's there's a character from Castlevania and Mega Man and uh Metroid, Punch Out. Anyways, my my point being this is such a mess that this this reminds me a little bit of that. So so far, my show reminds you of something called Captain N that only you remember, and also the sequel to Marathon Man you only remember. It was called Brothers. The book was called Brothers, and it has exploding children to kill politicians. <laughs> oh, man. oh dear. Well, I'm glad this checks those boxes for you. I know you yeah, were looking yeah. for things that would be amalgams to those two shows. You're like looking for good good uh, good possibilities that way. But I, but I think this is pretty good, and we've got to revisit some characters that we, we've we uh, probably forgotten about. My only problem is I don't have a title for this show. Oh, yeah. What's the title going to be? I was hoping, by the way, you were going to pick Ileana from The Winter Dragon. Ileana! 
Ileana. Was she an option? <laughs> yeah, she was an option. Under underutilized female. Um, oh, well, you know what we should call it? What's that? Uh, <laughs> we, should, we should call it just like uh, continuum agents or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Continuum we'll agents. Continuum drag, fuck it. That's what it's called. Done. The show's called Continuum. It's Continuum Drag. This is the show based on the podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that's the world we live in now. There's That's happened. Maybe one of the listeners can come up with a better title for us. <laughs> it's just going to be called Continuum Drag the Series. That's fine. That's fine. I think that's perfect. Continuum Drag the television program. Luke, we get some EP credits on this, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it, though. We're cut out otherwise. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're like a Gene Roddenberry in season one of Star Trek. We're just constantly fighting for control. <laughs> well jordan it's been an amazing 75 weeks yeah i really hope that uh, everyone enjoyed it as much as we did and uh, to be fair it only took up what 10 10 a half hour of your of your life don't complain too much <laughs> all and it all amounts to this it was worth it i'm sure jordan you're gonna put together a great poster for this show right <laughs> i should i thought about it well that's it i guess that's it we'll see you back in normal episodes What a ride. What a ride.